is uh it's the anime awards right uh, i did like a bunch of research and then i got really distracted and started watching Yu-Gi-Oh! bridged <laughs> it's still it's still hectic by the way just really i have quietly. never watched or played or know anything about Yu-Gi-Oh! so wow. yeah well Wow. That shows that shows how both un, that shows how both un-Japanese and un-American you are in both I know, right? silos. Yeah, I, disgusting. I, I I was I was just I was playing with my Ty dolls. That's what I was doing. I want you to explain that, but I kind of don't want you to explain that either. Do you know the Ty dolls? Ty. Ty the toys the fucking plushies. No. <laughs> oh, oh, she means those, um, you know, the like collectible bears? Yes. No, they're not all. Yeah. Are they bears? They're not, no, they're bears, They're right? all different animals. They're different. Oh, they're yeah, that's right. Animals. And they came as different and, zoo animals. Yeah, and there's some of them now. If they're like pristine, they go for like three grand. Yeah. 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 They're like these real. I have a bag full of them. Like psychopath collectibles that I think were really common with like housewives in the two. No, they were. <laughs> yeah, I remember like, yeah, I think I would visit some of my friends in like primary school and then see like a little, a little line of these little, little doll things. Literally like a, like, a, like, a, like a like a James Wan movie. I went like, to Hawaii. Yeah, no, but they're, they're not like James Wan, so they're not puppets, but they are plush things. Yeah, yeah. My best old friend, Super spoon into the midst, double scoop or double dip Oh my god, I'm love the snip, oh my god, I'm love the biff Oh my dick's off the rip, holographic, hollow tip Let my dick dick trip, 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 trip Tryna flip it, never change, bust a baby, watch your range Origami, paper planes, it's contagious Yeah, I'm with the best those, band prestos Where'd you get those, itchy models, no sex those Game set though, joge, joge, joge Pokemon, poker face, poke, poke All I know is you, baby, I stare cool, baby Moshkashte, moreru Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> this is episode one of Best of Friendos podcast. I am one of the three hosts, X Trill Trill, aka Mikey, aka Dirt Human Big. Uh, we have with us here Skinny Limb, co host. Yeah. If you're a friend. <laughs> and Or Luke, as you know him. And the, yeah, that was too gross. Yeah, that's weird. It's too intimate. <laughs> Never call him Luke. Ooh. Okay. Luca. Yeah, you, you call him Skinny Limb. You call him Lucas. You call him Skin Flute if you're Skin a close flute. friend. Skimo. Uh, <laughs> Skimo is a good one. Skimo is the industry one. True. And we have the most talented, the most brilliant, the and kind of the creepiest as well. Sane, Sane, Sane. <laughs> I am a creep. If I was a boy, I would be such a creep, I think. Sane, Sane, and all streaming platforms. You heard it here first. She wishes she was a boy. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Or or just sane if it's on Spotify. If it's sane. Capital S. (laughs) Be the controversy of that. (laughs) So, how do you feel about that controversy, by the way? Honestly, I, I every time I think about it, I want to rage and like post and tag that label 
and just like expose them but i know it's not going to do anything but i then i also think about nobody knows the context what's anyway. the name of the label the, la the name of the label is masada so for context sunny is a singer songwriter slash um penny smuggler and she gets paid to do all three things and recently she had a song release which you should go out and check uh especially if you're on hard drugs um, <laughs> however she's yeah, however <laughs> she is not going to promote her latest single why because the label has gotten her name incorrect they've robbed her of her royalties in the contract Hi. shout out to the label masada um yeah you don't want to put them under too much fire i think on on air because no. they seem like the kind of label that would send assassins after you but I'm also i don't think they care because they're literally just aren't they like Can oil aren't they like <laughs> oil aren't they like oil moguls yeah i don't know but you're already demonetized so... by now so you can go on just yeah make it happen you know the you know the falling you know that track that I did that was like a little bit nicer like more mellow like yeah yes house? he he manages kind of well he's really like smart with this this kind of like like publisher like legal stuff right so he researched for me because he was like I can pretend to be like a manager of the label or like my label quote unquote. And he was gonna he was gonna search them, get their contact, call them, and stuff like that. They have nothing. They have no website. They have no LinkedIn. They have literally nothing. And then they have their contract. Okay, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go. Sounds like snake oil to me. But yeah, you know what's so, cool? But you know what's yeah. cool about that? Suki's track still got pop. It um it got charts. So is that on the power of Suki? Is that power of you? We can and, speculate. We can speculate. Well, that's the thing. I, I, the reason why I haven't like popped off on Instagram or anything is because like I, I would feel bad for Soki. You know what I mean? Like he is. I don't want to put him in a position where he's kind of like feels awkward with everything. So I'm. Where did where did he before we get on to topical conversation? Where did he play your track? Where did it get played? He got a pretty good. Uh, I remember he sent you the video, right? Oh yeah, because he's he's a DJ. Like he DJs are all around Shibuya, so yeah. he DJs everywhere. He plays, and then he just played some of the tracks live, and he recorded it and sent it over, and that was just really nice. It looked it looked big. It looked like it reminded me of Fabric in London. Like it was a big yeah, kind of medium, yeah. Yeah, yeah situation. See that's dope. Can you imagine people like listening to your voice while they're like, you know, that... <laughs> yeah, while they're like chewing air, peak, absolutely peaking, just like yeah. <laughs> Who can claim that? Oh I, don't my know, God. I don't know any of the musicians in Sydney that can claim that they're like, you know, their fan base was close to passing out. On listening <laughs> yeah. To yeah. Biting, yeah, no, biting their own tongues. That's, yeah. That, that's grinding teeth. That's a yeah. sensation. I love it. That's, so, yeah. More, yeah. Power, <laughs> more power to you. Yeah, oh no, this is great. You you've successfully captured the pink Mitsubishi's. Uh, yes, that, that's it. That's exactly what I wanted, Luke. Yeah. Go um. So we're here tonight, though, to discuss mm. uh, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, and yes. more specifically, our introduction 
to the podcasting world by way of what we are and what we want to talk about. We are the best of friendos and we are a bunch of relatively cool people who also love a Japanese animation. Actually, a bit more context, Sane is our person on the inside, but not really because she probably, I don't know. Do you watch the least anime? I feel like you watch the least out of us three. Even though your boots on the ground in Japan, you literally go to Japan and watch YouTube videos of conspiracy theories. Yeah. Americans' conspiracy theories. So it's like mm. the most anti-Japanese thing you could possibly do. Yeah, she watches like two anime and that's it. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Have you Between watched the... Attack on Titan? It's so good. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> let's segue there. So the yeah. Crunchyroll Anime Awards. Okay. the award thing now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, we're just gonna go on this tangent of limited anime that Sunny watches. Okay, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. All right, there yeah. are several categories, but I think the critical one that you always need to discuss the most is what is voted as the best series, and everything kind of trickles down from that because it's fun. Crunchyroll, mm. for anyone that doesn't know, is a platform channel service from America that started. I want to say just under 10 years ago now, that was really like, uh, yeah, I feel like it's a long time. It could be longer. I could have not done my research before this uh, uh, episode. Well, it's not really about the platform. It's more about what what they've done in this awards thing. 16 years, 2006. But just just framing context, it was, yeah. So it was founded in 2006 as a library for anime essentially right and at the time it was unregistered content because guess what the easiest thing to pirate is ironically in the world manga and anime for some reason uh mm-hmm. i have extreme difficulty getting to some of the apple plus titles not on apple plus uh but uh anime i can get like a click of a finger and then when a site disappears a mirrored site pops up in less than say 10 seconds so yeah. anime being one of the easiest things to pirate country roll was the platform since then they have gone legitimate. They have legitimate shareholders in the market and grown into one of the premier streaming platforms for anime in the Western world, uh, as well as housing a bunch of content, including manga and original content as well. And now in 2000, since 2019, they've had several original Crunchyroll exclusive titles, which is their next big push, bleeding over with uh, Manwa as well to be able to uh, utilize not only Japanese um, animation, but also animators and animation across East Asia and also soundtracking across East Asia, most notably having K-pop play into the ever popular K-pop play into intro theme songs and whatnot too. So Crunchyroll are the anime kind of ambassadors in a way of like Gen, I would say Gen Y or Gen Z. But guess what? Funimation's making a strong comeback. Another topic for oh, another time. No. <laughs> Great. Let's that, not. Let's... That's a beef. That is a beef that we can discuss next time because Funimation have fired a warning shot. <laughs> I have stuff to say about that. But anyway, Crunchyroll yeah. have now gotten to the point where they have also become the uh, staple in the West, per se, to have their own, well, the standard to have their own awards for anime. Prior to this, anime were awards were much like, uh, you know, local neighborhood awards for who has the best painted fence, 
it was something like that where you would see it in a blog come up and what was your favorite series and literally everyone's top 10 was something different because everyone just watches different stuff but now Crunchyroll have tried to fold that in together into a nice uniform concise uh award uh piece based on its streaming because it can see the streaming metrics and then viewership and public votes so it's a bit of a combination of yeah people's choice uh the actual academy which is them anyway and i guess as well uh and viewership so kind of like billboard as well because yeah. billboard is probably the only thing that's like that uh outside of uh in entertainment so yeah there we have the crunchyroll awards this year was quite notable because we've had how many years now of covid-19 since 19 i guess so like yeah, two two years started 20 and so streaming is at an all time high for everything um i think what's most interesting is how anime in terms of its release has kind of changed since the time that we watched it because we were all watching anime at least from the, the 00 2000s and yeah. back then we were just discussing this the other day Luke you have series which just go on for an entire year and in between when there's no uh there's no overlap with the manga which is what most anime is based off most anime is preceded by the comic format which is the manga then you have filler seasons now anime is much more structured like western television where it comes in and out in seasons and what it's showing is a like a really massive abundance in the market because when when a season ends you have a new season of series that kicks off uh that just fill that gap so you're Unless your yeah. boruto in which case is just 80% filler i was waiting for you to bring boruto up and i'm just <laughs> an axe to grind <laughs> i put a see i put an entire episode aside so a future episode about the art or the lack of art of the filler and yeah. Bordeaux will be spoken about then the, because something award goes to <laughs> Bordeaux is nominated ever every year but it is it it just powers through and much like what what else is like that there's nothing else like that except for one piece really yeah cuz does yeah. one piece have does one piece have a break i don't think it does no. i don't think so but they've just got like content forever How about yeah. like Kona? What's that one? Kona. Oh, um Oh, the 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 the, the detective. Detective, yeah. Conan, the Conan the detective. Oh, so she does watch more than two anime. That's interesting. Kid, kid detective. What's it called? Kid detective? Well, he like Conan was like number 5 in terms of uh, the most watched series of last year, which is pretty incredible. Oh, I think okay. in viewership. Yeah. The more you know. So that's that's all yeah. my kids watch, Kona. Yeah, oh. it's super popular. Yeah. Commits. But I no wonder your kids do like weird stuff. Oh my god. This is the, yeah. like the, the content that they're filling their brains with. <laughs> so, in front of me here, I have the nominees for the best anime of the year or the anime of the year of last year. I guess And we're already off uh, to a good start because Jujutsu has the potential to win two years consecutive. Right, because it was split into two seasons. So that's a massive thing to point out. Much like the Emmys, you can get nominated now across multiple years. You can be Game of Thrones and win every year that you're out, essentially, right? You can be the uh 
yeah, you can be any show like that. And Jujitsu is nominated for its second season. And I think the second season is the superior of the two seasons. <laughs> Even though it was technically just one split into two, I feel like it's the superior half. Yeah, but like, uh, okay, there's surely someone else has been releasing some form of anime during this that- time. Surely we can put something else in that slot. Right? Listen, it was a very good half. <laughs> oh, dude! That, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. This is like this is apex. This, yeah, this is an all timer, right? All right, yeah, hands down, right? All right, but all right. still. Well, let me ask you this because you're a massive fan of the two series. Which one would you give in terms of half seasons more? Would you put Jujutsu uh, season one part two or Attack on Titan season four part one? Because they're both in the running for anime of the year. It's um, so difficult because contextually, like one is at the end of its run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to me, uh, this is so. Uh, I'm gonna get. Yeah, They're gonna yeah. have to give it to attack, um, attack on Titan. Aren't they, I feel like yeah. I I think it goes to AOT. But I overall, think, um, I feel like they're gonna have to give this award to Ranking of Kings. I'm just saying. <laughs> Coming in on the hot one, I think Ranking of Kings should absolutely walk away oh with it. Oh my god, yes. See, that, yeah. that's so fun because that's the only one of the of these contenders that I didn't do any research on at all whatsoever. Um, but I think we'll come back to it when we talk about the director one. I think oh, just the yeah. Attack on Titan's spectacle hmm. was on just like a different kind of scale. It had a almost like yeah, like a Western director. Yes. Michael Bay exposure, explosion and flash uh, how, quality how do you, to a lot how, of so many moments. How do you feel about the new animation company, like in terms of all the animators in the new in the last season? Because oh. I heard there was a change of hand of team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um it 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 had it led to some really there were some things, I guess, sort of from the manga that I was getting really um that I was pretty excited about, like, um, yeah, this will be spoiler territory stuff, but um, Aaron... To be fair, like, people, if you're listening to this now, we are, like, in 2022, and Attack on Titan is in its last season. And as yeah. it is nominated, there is the context. I don't feel like you should be coming in fresh and being like, oh, they're going to talk about the last season? It's nominated. It's contextual. Wait, I'm sorry. Is it gonna, I haven't watched the, season, the last season yet. Yeah. Okay, well, hurry up. Anyway, um, you're a terrible host. So there's like, <laughs> I, I just in terms of the spectacle of these moments, like, um, Eren versus the Warhammer Titan, or like the um, Malayan counterattack into Paradise. There are just these moments that um, I think the new the new animation team managed to just like bring out in a completely different light i think like taking that more like 3d ish sensation to it and giving things a bit more depth and i think that there was a as much as the scale is i think very much the same i think they played a bit more with their angles in terms of how they were looking at representing some of the moments on screen which just gave it that extra kind of like you're in the shoes of people in the moment there's like 30 meter monsters so like do, do, does it feel like just 
a good kind of different from say like season two and like where there were some amazing tracking shots, especially with like, you know, some of the fight scenes. And am I thinking two or three with Levi, maybe season three oh God, with yeah. Levi, especially and Levi, just that one where he was just killing motherfuckers. And he's that tracking shot of him just like oh, weaving yeah. in and out. I'm just like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. Like, I think, are there moments like that in this new season? Like, it's um yes and no. I think the I had that feeling. That, well, yeah, continuing to talk about um, Aaron's sort of intervention in Marlene when the rest of the soldiers from Paradise, like the Eldian, um, like commando attack happened, and they started just like moving across uh, the city and, you know, just capping fools. Um, there's a moment where, like, a bunch of them just, like, shoot up out of the rooftop, like, over a rooftop, and um, the jaw titan is like, man, I'm a titan. Shouldn't they be running the other way? You're like, oh, man, you haven't been watching the show, bro. Come on. <laughs> but some of the, like, the movement in that, like, couple of episodes is just, yeah, it did... Have just a different um it's a completely different sensation to like those tracks of levi being shot across the screen it was like something different mm-hmm. but like it gave the same it gave a feeling like a very yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's the funny thing with anime like we, something that we talk about anime like there are moments in anime that are breathtaking and it can only be like aligned to something out of disney but whereas in disney it's usually like this magical sequence that like you know love rises into the air in anime it's like something getting like slayed or killed in like a very beautiful fashion like the way that the animation kind of pans out like everything from demon slayer up to this point when there's an amazing sequence and demon slayer for people that hate me for calling it that we can say kimetsu no yaiba but it's just one of the i don't know how deep in the weave we are like i'm gonna i can use the japanese name if everyone's happy with that but then, Kimetsu. But then I'll be calling Attack on Titan what Shin, Shingeki. Shingeki no Chojin. Yeah, we can call it that too. Yeah. But everyone knows that. Everyone, but everyone says AOT, right? Real ones say AOT. True. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like that's the moments you're looking out for, especially in shonen, I guess. Like, it's different when it's um, man, I'm gonna get this on shoujo, gaming. Shoujo. Yeah. Jojo, but like Shonen, like it's especially those sequences that you're waiting. You're waiting for that it moment in the season. Yeah. And all the ones that are nominated here, except for Odd Taxi and Sunny Boy, are effectively like Shonen animes. Mm. Yeah. Have any of you watched Odd Taxi? I, I snapped through a couple of episodes. Mm. Yeah, I have. But Okay, so again, I have a lot of te- like students that I talk to about anime, and I get like really nice like feedback. I don't know if you reviews or like their own opi- their opinions of it. One of my students has watched On Taxi. She's watched it, read the manga as well because it's quite an old one. The mm. shows it's been out for a bit, anyways. But um, she said. Because I told her like it's really like a slow burn, like it's very slow in the in the beginning. But she said like exactly what Mike, you and I were talking about, how the comedy is snappy, mm-hmm. right? And she said like it's very 
it's very it's very Japanese in that way because like comedy like manzai in Japanese is very like over top of each other like all the time and the timing with the the, of the the dialogue is really cool I've never really like like seen that or what did you like in it too what's it called in Japan like the the comedy style manzai like yeah yeah, because there's always that like quote-unquote dumb one and then the smart one yeah and then like the dumb one's talking and then like the, the other one comes in to like say something like you're so stupid i don't know whatever like it, and that- it, cre- it, it creates the necessary interaction for the for it to be snappy like kind of like yeah. com- like tightly yeah. written and snappy yeah because exactly. our taxi is essentially a comedy for those who don't know it's a it's an animal world <laughs> um it's kind of the overarching story is kind of encased in like kind of like a crime i guess like a bit of crime and mystery but the actual like that's just the window dressing to what really is like a dark comedy and the dial if you're not into something that like is super dialogue heavy because it's but it's also very quick and snappy in that respect too then you you may very well fall asleep and this is just one of those things that also comes with japanese not primarily being our viewership slang primary language yeah as well and she was saying yeah. she when i told her there's a movie coming out she was really surprised actually because yeah. she was like conceptually blows my mind because <laughs> well, no, taxi but, is so popular yeah no but she, she was so, the same because it, the, well this might be it should i say like she was she was just saying she's surprised because like it finished and it didn't seem like there would be a movie Mm. Yeah. Yep. 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 So it might okay. be like a side thing, or like of uh, the yeah, they they do movies about like alternative characters or alternative perspectives. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it. I I think it's an interesting one to make a movie out of because it doesn't have like that kind of like brevity of like beautiful looking sequences and stuff it's really neatly drawn it's really smoothly animated but within the context of something where it's just people having conversations so Mm -hmm. you don't have like that like you know when they throw a budget an anime movie you see some amazing shit typically right even if the movie is a complete filler even if it's you know whatever i i recently watched back the bleach hell arc movie and holy shit some of the fight sequences in that they that's worth the, the price of admission because it's the same old shit otherwise. Ichigo is like, you know, they're all in squalor for a while. Ichigo is on Struggle Street until somehow he's like an amalgamation of everything in that movie that he becomes the strongest. And then they have the transformation <laughs> reveal. The slow yes. pan. Yeah. <laughs> the, the slow that's, pan. That's the special sauce. <laughs> the bleach sauce. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah bleach he, for another time. He gets kicked around until he remembers. I wonder if Bleach is going to get nominated is... next year. Do you reckon it's going to be on the nominations next year? I reckon so, eh? I think oh, so. Yeah. It better. Yeah. It better. I mean, um, look, after for people like myself with a disgusting Bleach fan, even though it's one of the most, like narratively clunky character <laughs> progressions in terms of power scaling i had to sit for so long on the series ending in a filler arc i finally get to like boss that nut oh yeah because day. it's an incredible final arc like the actual final arc is incredible yeah. Yeah. um okay 
quick one moving on. So we have 86, which is mecha political thriller. I found interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to explain the synopsis? Because I'm about I'm almost finished the first this first half of the season. I, I haven't like gotten that far into it. It was really just sort of like looking at um like commentary on it. It's like, oh yeah. this is this yeah, like conceptually. Is, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, go, go break it up. I, I have like no, I have no thoughts. I I got distracted by watching some of the visuals at the start. I All think right. there was a lot of very interesting like world building that they set up. I, I love a lot of like the show don't tell. Um, yeah. and I think so much of um this is something that I found in just like Platinum End was oh, wow. just yeah, yeah. everything like they have a oration on oration on oration about okay, this is the world, this is how it works, like, yeah, stuff. The rules. But even in like just the very first episode, there was so many things that were laid out very clearly. Yeah. Um about characters, the world, that I was like, man, okay. If this is how you're going to sort of like take the first, like the early season Game of Thrones school of like introducing characters, introducing the context. Um, I mean, this is great. I yeah. like, I haven't looked into it as much, but I'm going to, well, I mean, I've got a bunch of other stuff on the back burner. So this will be my, my next project that I've watched my way through. Seeing as I like, <laughs> I, I tried to watch Odd Taxi to like bone up for the pod but turns out it didn't work for me and i just well you should be applauded you should be applauded for trying to do your research and we like you know you know to support this podcast in any which way possible because we need it right now um (laughs) but it's okay we'll get there we are the best anime podcast in the world just quietly um 86 premise it is the future it is um time of great unrest where there is essentially a war occurring between like in a hierarchical structure you always have the war between what is you know in cases the empire pretty much the star wars trope and then the republic that's what they call that's what they call it in the 86 but the war is being dictated by drones on a battlefield so the mecha are these drones humanless uh autopiloted drones uh, from somewhere remote. Anyway, as fate would have it, and this is no spoiler, first episode it's revealed, the Republic side of the drones actually have youth human pilots in it. So it's not only that it's piloted, but it's that they're youths. What you later discover, but not that much later, I literally mean episode two, is that the Republic army officers that believe that they're controlling the drones from a central control center are regarded as the superior race silver silver slash blonde slash light-haired uh fair-looking individuals as they would say and the one commandant who unearths that there are actually humans in the drones finds out that they have been selected to be regarded as the republicans humanity and that all the kids that are being put into the drones in the battlefield are not regarded as human because they are of, of lesser socioeconomic racial yeah. value or well, what, what have you or status they're not aryan effectively they're not aryan and it's a really interesting <laughs> statement for an animator to make on the empire side 
I have not watched far enough yet to reveal who the enemy is. But as far as we know as the audience, or as far as I know, the machines that the Empire sent out into the field are purely machines. So there are no human pilots or flesh and blood sentient pilots in them. Very interesting premise. I'm quite, yeah. For for someone who grew up on Gundam Wing and then like other Gundam series that pretty much had very similar premises and Code Geass, this is a very exciting series. I'm really interested to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, nominated in the Academy of the Year? Sure. It is probably... Besides Attack on Titan, it's probably the most serious one, if I was to call it like something serious. Yeah. Uh, and it has the most, like, kind of like in one way, like punchy, socially re- relative context uh, mm. and messaging. Um, but is it my favorite of this six? Unfortunately, not. And that's only because Boji exists in Ranking of Kings. <laughs> uh, and also Jujutsu Kaisen is just there yes. and that it's really hard I to like I can't wait for you guys to watch the movie oh my god there you go so she's the only one that's watched the movie because she's boots on the ground again also the most quiet one the one in Japan uh, yeah what else can we say wow no. okay. so for those that cannot see what we are seeing because this is audio uh, we have a fancy new logo coming out for this podcast. It is being, it is work in progress while this podcast is being recorded. So you would have seen this already. Um, the last one. Now, I watched four episodes of this, this surrealist series. I don't really know how to tackle this one because I don't know how I felt about it when I was watching it. Much like the series where time was a flat circle in itself, that's how I felt like when I was watching the episodes. I had no context or mind of when the episode kind of began or ended sunny boy the enigmatic sunny boy um i don't know if any of you uh have either of you have watched sunny boy no i haven't it it is a trip it is an absolute it's meant to be think 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 the new (laughs) think the new matrix meets like uh I don't want to think about the new Matrix, though. Yeah, (laughs) well, then you don't have to think about it anymore. I don't want to to think about it. It is is an absolute take on reality distortion. Uh, To to discuss uh, diversity within my teens in these high school, in this high school setting. So there's rules to a game. It's, okay, effectively, these students are trapped within a high school world, I'll call it. It really is the high school, but it would be incorrect to say that they're trapped within the high school. It's more like a bubble universe. Hmm. Um, and within that space, it's a bit of a game where power attributes get swapped around um, and students kind of like power up or down based on uh, their status and ranking and scoring points based on interactions. It's a bit, it's very confusing. Like even me describing it there, I bet you I got it like one eighth correct, right? But it has a lot to say in regards to being different, uh, being unique, kind of trying to express yourself in high school, and it's doing that all through a metal, a meta lens. Mm. I'm sure this series has a cult fault. Like in watching it, I'm like, there are a subset of fans. Uh, of anime fans who are really into Sunny Boy, and when they see it appear on this six here, they want Sunny Boy to be the one that that gets it. Not because they think it's the most popular. Because if you looked at this realistically, 
you would kind of get an inkling of which one's going to get the most votes. And I think it's going to be AOT, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, I think so too. Having said that, there's going to be a bunch of fans who super, super duper champion Sunny Boy, much like Ranking of Kings, but I feel like the Ranking of Kings fans, there's more of a wave of fans in that because of how, like, how, like, just overtly good it is. Like, yeah. if someone watched Ranking of Kings and said, like, no, nah, I hate everything about this. I would not know what to think about that person. Yeah. <laughs> like our friend, uh, Luke and I have a mutual friend who we'd hope to have on the show soon. And he can be very fickle with his anime choices because he enjoys things quite dark. He enjoys things quite shonen driven and quite like in the way that the animation is also very action derivative and having like these characters which like fit the part. Ringing Kings does not appear that way at all, mm-hmm. but it does. It has everything that like a shonen okay. series has, but it's presented in such a, I don't know how how would you describe it, Kami? Like in such like a almost like it's a welcoming anim- It's so welcoming. Like it's like a very I don't know. It's a type of anim or like the art is so different. Yeah, it's just friendly. friendly. Very different. Yeah, it's friendly for how how like on one side kind of like dark it is i guess right because there's yeah. parts of it that are quite dark yeah and it reminds me a lot about like the like 80s kind of anime yeah you know like it's 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 really nice like it's nostalgic but then like there's like scenes where i'm just like whoa like what the fuck is going on because like, even the even the even the drama dynamics and the comedy is quite modern yeah 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 exactly yeah. But. So the that friend I was referring to of Luke and I, sorry, he steamrolled through it. Like I told him uh, to start watching it, and he met his message back to me. If I'm reading it verbatim, was bro, what the fuck is this? And then, <laughs> and then after our a few text exchanges, he was six episodes deep, and only sixteen episodes are out. So he just flushed. Um, I can't wait for you to watch it. Luke. Yeah, I, I can't. Like okay. I think you really like it. All right. Um, I'm sorry. I hope it's not like, I hope it's not too friendly because I need like darkness. <laughs> I don't know. Darkness. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I really like Dorohedro. Oh, That's yeah, sort of right. where I'm at in terms of like visuals. <laughs> Big fan. Well, yeah. no, visuals, yeah, it's really, it's really like soft. But like, Is but like I think that's things? why when the, the darker things happen, it's like it's enhanced. Right. You know, uh, it's sort of like uh, like yeah. juxtaposes, I guess. Yeah, against, exactly. Uh, it makes you uneasy a little bit because it doesn't it doesn't translate with the animation. Hmm. Okay. In my yeah, but okay. I, I think you like it. I think you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Really different, interesting characters, and I, I and I told Mike this as well is that they're all not good. They're not good or bad like they're like all kind of also they're just like, no, you're not like oh that guy's gonna turn into this guy like that that bad guy's gonna like turn back and like regret regret it and like you know like redeem himself like nothing you'd expect happens <laughs> it's weird but yeah that's okay. my opinion yeah yeah, it's true it does throw a lot of curveballs considering how it looks i think that's the best way to describe ranking kings it's a very it's a very unassuming series. Yeah. Like you just, you wouldn't know what's coming until you watch it. 
and from all the we watched it off the back of all the rave reviews and it's crazy when you do something like that and the series lives up to the review hype like very much mm-hmm. so you're like oh shit um having said that we've kind of wrapped up every show in the in the uh category and i think that's the only category that matters right the best anime of the year so or the anime of the year i keep putting best in there because i'm a competitive jerk um but what what's your choice at the end of the day if i was to ask you to which one are you picking for your anime of the year Uh, i'll i'll go first because i'm the least surprising out of us in terms of opinion it's easily aot for me yeah yeah Yeah. i think um but also i don't think that Jujutsu should have been there. I think they mm-hmm. could have come out with something else that was actually, you know, kind of airing. I mean, don't get me wrong, it is an all timer yeah. again, agree. But yeah, I, I, I feel like too. the category needs something else. Sadly, I agree. Because to be honest, I was going to say Jujutsu because it's there <laughs> and it's yeah, my favorite. Purely because it's there. If it wasn't there, I wouldn't have, like, expect, like, it wouldn't have been like, it should have been there. Like, but it's on list, so I automatically would choose that. But I told because, you because it's stretched over the two seasons. How disgusting, right? What a tricky yeah. move. Yet but at the I same time, then I would agree. Like I would be a hundred percent. I'd be like Jesus Christ. Well, interestingly, in other categories, and we can we can speak a little bit on on this too. Um, a bunch of things out of Mugen Train like uh, are nominated because the, that movie came out last year. So mm. Demon Slayer still lives in this in this awards, just not in the series because Demon Slayer or Kimetsu came out all in one go in the previous year. Mm. Yeah. And I believe Kimetsu won anime of the year in 2020 anyway. Mm. Yeah, there we go. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, well, for me, I don't know. I'm like so tempted to say Ranking of Kings because I'm right now I'm like just enamored. But... And, but I don't want to say anything else on the side of being like kind of like different just for the sake of being different either. Um, mm. So for me, it's probably because it's there, like same as you came, so I'm probably going to say Jujutsu because I was so excited to watch that week to week. Mm. And it, yeah, animation, everything, everything that I'm into is in Jujutsu Kaisen, this wonderful occult shonen series and this second half of it. I mean, it's the namesake of our podcast, Best of Friendos. You know, yeah. so how can we not? How can we not? Yeah. I think the only other one. So quickly going through the other categories, just so people get a context of who've never heard of the Crunchyroll Awards before. They try to contextualize it the best to anime they can. They got best boy, best girl, best protagonist, best Dragon antagonist. Better win best boy. I was just gonna say because I thought Revengers would count yeah. in this season too, but it did not get voted into best series. That's why I, I was confused. Yeah. I was confused. With that. Yeah. that hurt um, me a bit. <laughs> um, we also need to flag something about best protagonist and best antagonist. Yes, please do it. Okay, I'm um, going to let you do it. Who's in both categories? Okay, Who's the Aaron, Aaron Yeager is the best antagonist nominee as well as best protagonist and it seems to me like whoever drafted like the potentials just like they skipped a couple classes in English when they were in high school because you can't center a tv show about 
on one character and then flip and call them the antagonist. No, they were the protagonist. Protagonist doesn't mean that they've got that, you know, they're doing the right thing all the time. It just means that the story's about them, right? Because yeah. that well, I saw that, I saw that framing as like the award givers yeah. trying to be clever. Like I was like, oh, you're trying to like if I was actually like sadly, I don't know, within the within what I've heard, people do see Aaron as the antagonist this past season. That's yes. how that's what that's well I, I wouldn't use the term antagonist. They see him as a bad guy. Yes. Yes, but a bad guy. Who is then the protagonist? Yeah, right. No one. Right. No one. But okay. you know what? It, okay, it's his so, story. So if, but even then, if, if Aaron was considered purely a protagonist, I would still give Borgi over Aaron. <laughs> yeah, fair. Borgi's my boy. He's I right think, there. Yeah, I think... Um, I don't know. There are so many things in Attack on Titan. As much as I love spectacle and I love different elements of storytelling, there are several things about, I guess, Aaron's master plan and his rationale for why he's doing stuff that I'm like, I don't think that makes much sense, but okay, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> this is fine. Well, look, well, look, in look, in the antagonist field, it's actually not like a, a great antagonist field, but I think Teta uh, Kisaki, sorry, from Tokyo Avengers is a pretty good one. Um, I and like four other people were uh, the chosen few that watched Skate the Infinity. And I think Adam was pretty badass as the big bad in Escape the Infinity. Um, I do think, though, this award should go to Tomura. Yeah, this I think Shigaraki easily. Yeah, that his backstory, everything that occurred in this season, at the back end of this season, and he's leveling oh, up. Yeah. yeah, I think Shigaraki should win this. Yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, it's, it's like that, uh, I guess that arc was written so that he would win best antagonist yeah yeah how many, how many villains get character work like that yeah the whole well it was called for the whole back end of the season spoiler alert it was called my villain academia they flipped yeah. the name so it was yeah it's just the flip on like deku's story yeah um i do kind of foresee when the anime catches up to the manga um where They'll try and pull this best protagonist, best antagonist thing on Deku, and I'm not, I'm not up for it. <laughs> I feel like we've we've made the joke once. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, um, that's a, that's a good way to frame it. We made the joke once. But it's an old joke now. Don't do it yeah. again. But um, yeah, if, do you have more thoughts on that? Because I've got literally the next category is like ringing alarm bells for me. Oh, our best fight scene. Yeah, man. By the way, by the way, now that we've done the best series, we're just jumping through categories. Oh, well, you want to go to Naruto? Are you going to talk about this Boruto fight scene? Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's coming. Uh, look, I didn't see Eren versus the Warhammer Titan, but people have told me, including yourself, that it's quite amazing. I am going to go left field and choose of the two Jujutsu Kaisen fights. I'm actually going to choose uh, Itadori and Nobara versus the brothers the siblings because i love that fight when she's using the hammer yeah i thought i thought that like even though the best of friendos fight was cool like like a marquee fight scene i like nobara and isadori more for the fact that like nobara was like that was her coming out party like, that fight yeah. when she was like they were doing tag team action and she was like 
Yeah. She just looked at Itadori and was just like, no, no, I got this. And yeah. he was like, all right. Like, he yeah. wasn't saving her, which was, yeah. like, super dope. Yeah. Yeah. It did kind of have that sensation of, like, Vegeta and Goku, sis- like, scissors paper rocking to, like, rip someone. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like, like they, was they cool. were smart. But talk, talk about the Boruto fight scene. Okay. <laughs> um, I, like, Boruto holds a special place of, like, affection and also extreme disdain in my heart in that I get to watch all of my my favourites because I was a little Naruto dweeb as a child um, and then high schooler. I get to watch all of my favourites get, like, nerfed into the ground and see, like, all of these powers that they had at the end of, like, Shippuden get, like, just completely written out of the story or just, like, oh, I don't know, I, think, I guess they don't have the power anymore. Um, but, yeah, this one was completely special in that it relied on a really kind of dirty, disgusting, like, forcing, like, the, the audience to get sad about a major mm. plot point from Shippuden getting like, oh, just knifing a character so that he can win. And it didn't even, it wasn't even an impressive win. Like it didn't feel satisfying. It felt like, okay, Naruto won, but he's lost X amount. And mm. now we've brought all the power scaling back down to like facilitate the rest of the series. But I like, I didn't care. I was like, oh, well, it, I, I feel like the defeat of Ishiki was just so underwhelming, which is why, uh, yeah, I think for this category, it will be Eren and the Warhammer Titan. Wow, okay. Just for That's like sheer visuals. I'll, I'll, sheer I'll visuals have to watch, I might just go upstairs and watch it after this. Like, yeah. When I say upstairs, that contextually means nothing to the listeners, but it's because it's where my um, uh, living room TV is. <laughs> That's He's why. a little basement dweller. Yeah, I'm I'm alone in a fucking dungeon right now, and I need to go to the family room to watch it in full yeah. uh, splendor. Um, I'm well. I'm going to go in the bar and story uh, against the. Uh, that is my close second. Uh, siblings, beautiful Kames, You got a fight scene there that you like? Uh, I would agree with Jujutsu as well, but, but you, I mean, I also love Nanami's fight too because okay. I am biased and I love Nanami, but. Yeah. Which ones? Yeah. Which ones? Oh, you mean you mean it's, the tree? It's not even that special, but just I think it it gave you know you know when he like flashback the um the flashback that he went through like when he's at the bakery. Oh, that's not listed. But what she's referring to is another fight in the scene in the in the um series. Oh, I'm not even looking at a list. I'm just look. I'm just it, there's a list in my brain. All right. Well, that fight scene was from last season as well, technically the first half. So oh. you're a year late. Uh, but yeah, yeah sure. I'm sorry, that was last year's Crunchyroll Awards. Sorry. Yeah. What do you not work for Crunchyroll? One, One. second. One. <laughs> do you not know what's happening in that organization? All right. I'm going to quickly jump while Kami's uh, looking up stuff. Uh, the one last one I want to talk about before we get on to skedaddling is the best film because i think it is important to delineate the anime movies from the series and most conversation is around the um around series and and things around that so going to film which has a category all on its own 
you have these wonderful six films of which I watched five out of the six. Um, I have to give it to Evangelion. I'm sorry. It was the end. It was the real end. It was the end that, um, why, why did I get it? Why, I, his name's lost to me now. Um, Evangelion creator. Luke, the creator of Evangelion. The creator of Evangelion. Evangelion writer guy. Yeah, yep. That spin, up, spin up his name. Spin up his name. Anno. I was saying his name so much. It was the end that Hideki Anno wanted, I believe, in his heart. His heart came around to it. And when it was executed eight years after the last film, and what, like 15, almost 20 years since the initial series, uh, it is truly the ending that Evangelion fans, I feel, out there wanted, unless you're really, uh, <laughs> what's the term when you don't like women? That's like, oh. yeah. <laughs> M. A little misogynist. Yeah, if you're a complete misogynist, then you will have an issue with this ending. Otherwise, it is a fantastic ending and a real showing that Anno has grown up with this series. He's in a place in his life now where he can write a truly fruitful and complete ending for Shinji and us not hate Shinji coming out of the series, which is crazy because the precedence of Evangelion is to pity and kind of dislike this protagonist as the series ends. And yet this is not what we got here. We want Shinji to be happy for the rest of his life. Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time gave at least me that and a fair few people that I read online that. Um, I don't know if you've watched any of these movies, Luke. Uh, I didn't. Um, didn't, Kames, you watch the Kimetsu one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kimetsu Mugen? Mugen Densha. Yeah. Mugen Densha. Point Japanese, I don't Mugen, yeah, Mugen, Mugen train? Soul, yes. Soul yes. train or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the category is Kami. It's best film. Uh, I feel I'm talking to her as if she hasn't been listening to this podcast oh, the entire oh, time. I, I got it. Both for okay. best film. Bell, Evangelion, Josie. Yeah. Words bubble up. We watched that one. Yeah, I like words bubble up. Animations. Breathtaking. Um. Yeah. The problem is I've only watched three out of these. That's six. Good. But, and you heard that Bell wasn't very good. Yes, Bell is beautiful, and you said you said the ending was very misogynistic. I heard the ending was extremely problematic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Well, anyway, and I say I extremely from like to be fair, I say extremely from a standpoint of people who are contextualizing it, watching it from here, but that doesn't make it not problematic. Still, right? Yeah. It just shows a difference in potentially culture. Yeah. Yeah cultural um, standards yeah i think for me i might go demons there but it's only because i never really got into i never really watched evangelion yeah that's okay and speak that's to your heart because it's really pretty and the music was really nice yeah yeah um demon yeah, slayer yeah. animation characters my love for rengoku tear jerking you cried yeah. a lot of people cried um, um yeah yeah i, I think well it. considering it's like the highest one of the highest grossing movies in japan's history now like it's outdone um spirited away ghibli. is ghibli yeah. which is incredible Yo, yeah. what? 
<laughs> yeah, you didn't know. So, Luke, I told I, I I told this story, and I thought that you would actually find it the funniest, but it didn't make any context for you. It didn't mean anything to you until you started watching Kimetsu super recently. So, yeah. for everyone listening in on the podcast here, Luke is the newest member to the Kimetsu no Yaiba Club, <laughs> Japan's most popular anime in the last, for the last three years going, right? So, this thing, right? This fucking Mugen Train movie was just climbing and climbing and climbing and then there were news headlines after new headlines oh it just broke this record this record and i'm watching it like we're watching it in like you know restricted movement slash lockdown in australia being like what is the real international appeal of this movie and then you go to find out that it broke spirited away's record as like the uh highest grossing anime film in japan's yeah. history so kimetsu no yaba is that unreal yeah. Yeah, I know. And That's... you know what the worst part about it is? This is the part of the story that I think you would enjoy. Some journalists <laughs> went to um, Miyazaki's house to ask him for a comment on that. And it was in the morning while he was taking his garbage out. So they, <laughs> they accosted him in his driveway. And they were like, so what do you think about the Demon Slayer movie out doing, like, you know, out uh, grossing Spirited Away? And he's like, what are you talking about? Leave me, leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> as you would, right? Yeah. And I was Jeez. like, yeah, yeah, I know. So that's how, like, that's how infectious and I guess, like, to an extent, like, how meaningful this series has been to Japan. Because Kami, it's a phenomenon, eh? Like, it's just out of control. It's yeah, it's crazy. Everywhere is Kimetsu. I think, and it's and and it's strange to me because, like, I guess. Not a lot of people know, but like I work with kids from like six to 12. And then, like, I, you know, the 12 year olds, I, you know, obviously not surprised that they watch it. But like when I hear my six year olds talking about like Kimetsu, singing the theme song, knows every, everything about each character, I'm just like, I'm just, it's, it's weird because like, are the parents like okay with letting them watch it? Like, yeah. there's so much blood yeah and there's so much like like his, his entire family died in the first episode like yeah i don't know it's crazy but in like but like my hero sorry this is like a little bit different but my hero is not popular here that's so yeah. weird the kids don't know anything about my hero so yeah the grown-ups here know my hero. We like it. So, like my other students who are older, like my age, like in their thirties, they really like Boku no Hero, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, like Boku no Hero seems to be more popular with like mid-thirties, like mouth-breathing dorks like myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but not the children. But like, so, like, I think about how how much money is made and then i just imagine all these six-year-olds like watching this at the movie theater and it's just like crazy it's crazy i don't know isn't it crazy yeah. that there's going to be a generation of kids who grow up thinking like rengoku and uzui are like the sexiest things on the planet like demon slayer loves accentuating the fact that they're like grown-ass dude characters are yeah. like super model-like i noticed that it's like trying to flip the conventions that respect in having like all these children like characters and then the yeah. main like you know Rengoku like he's like he's like a like a forever etched in the annals of like anime characters now and he was just in the movie yeah <laughs> like 
that was the biggest thing coming out of the movie, the popularity popularity of this single character. Everyone yeah. like shedding tears for him. And it, I guess it also talk, speaks to its pop, like the popularity of the series because you got so much about one character out of one film. And mm. he was just like, he was the talk of the town. It's this weird part. It, honestly, Luke, in, in the in the uh, kind of burrow of like AOT and Baruto that you were in, you quietly missed like the world being essentially taken over by Kimetsu. No, you're right. Yeah, right. No, I, I was aware it was happening. Don't get me wrong. I was like, there was cosplayers everywhere. Everyone was dressed oh, yeah, as musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, well, cool. I guess I'll eventually circle around to that. I just, I'll let all the hype die down. Yeah. And then like, yeah, I, I guess give it a go when I'm not swayed by the billions of people just like screaming about watching it. it worldwide yeah, yeah but now that i watch it i'm like oh yeah i guess i i get what you guys were screaming and it's and to be good. fair a big sell of it i believe this is like this is i think this is the popular opinion too is that that fucking lisa grand fucking slaps that mm-hmm. intro song is a slapper yeah was that your um your pick for what was it best opening sequence well, best opening song in this year, it was that year. Like, it hands down won. Nothing was beating Lisa in 2020. Like, that mm-hmm. shit just took it, right? But in this year, I'm going to give it to Vivid Vice Jujutsu because I love that song. Um, mm. Yeah, but Crybaby is also fucking sick. The Tokyo yes. Revengers one. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm pretty big on Crybaby. And I've yeah. listened to Crybaby more like, on a serious way, like heaps, just it's on my Spotify playlist. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's me as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I do think that I hope that they do another movie for Demon Slayer and that it gets uh actually into the Oscars this time. It was in a runner up uh in terms of nomination, which is insane because that, that would have that would have that would have been history making had Demon Slayer. Yeah been in the primary nomination category let alone won an oscar that would have been fucking incredible it was almost undeniable to that point but you know what fucking won the oscar and this is when you know it's a snub because it's not it's not a numbers contest fucking the pixar movie soul with jamie fox it beat demon slayer and a lot of weaves were like that's a snub and i have to agree because in every way shape and form kimetsu out I just smoked that movie. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but just we, raw numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, are, we aren't ready. We aren't ready yet. Yeah, I'm ready. They are ready for this weeb shit to go no. super, super duper mainstream. K-pop is, is is needs to. They need to welcome Asia with K-pop, and then slowly we'll add in the animes <laughs> into the into no, into life. No, hold on. We've had like Dragon Ball Z. Kids that, all know, over the world have been referencing Dragon Ball Z for yeah. decades. But, but, and but like, me, it makes me feel ancient. But, but let, let me ask you guys decades. this Does it still feel like Western culture is coming to anime rather than anime coming to Western culture, if that makes sense? Does it feel, still feel like it's like it's being exported from Japan and everyone outside is the outside audience? Or is there gravity in two directions now? I know that doesn't make sense in physics. So yeah. shut up, nerd. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but it makes sense. Uh, I don't know. 
it's not it's not it's not like hidden now we all know that yeah but also it doesn't seem like it's like credited because when, because, like, when you, because when you have situations like oscars and stuff like parasite winning the oscar right it really does also depend on how much power that really holds and whose house it is yeah. as well right and i think within the context of anime traditionally it's like inherently like every weeb like wants to be or proxy to japan like it's just the gravity mm -hmm. towards that culture so like even with crunchyroll being one run primarily by non-japanese people I'm sure in their hearts, like you, like outside of the corporate side of it, you'd have to have big weave energy to work for Crunchyroll. <laughs> like oh, yeah. it almost yeah. feels like, yeah, it almost feels like. Imagine if you were there and you're like, "What's this shit?" Like you're looking around, yeah. like I don't know what any of this is. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, okay. Well. So. Tell lovely. I've yeah. I've got different thoughts, right? I think there was like a push and pull. I think when I was growing up, it was definitely. Well, I mean, just by virtue of the fact that, like, Naruto and Dragon Ball Z got daytime Australian TV airing, Yu-Gi-Oh! was on um, Cheese TV and Toasted TV and then afterwards yep. and stuff. I think there was a phase where, like, the Western world was sort of reaching out. But I think there will always be that kind of, oh, this is going to get super political. There's, like, the colonizer ceiling. Yeah. In terms of art and culture, where there won't be like necessarily that reach downwards through yeah. like the, well, I guess the bamboo ceiling into, um, into like Asian film and art. I think just because film is so, like the academy is how the academy is. Um, and the, the it, things are so contentious, you know, things can make up numbers. I mean, yeah. music is no different i think in terms of stuff like k-pop but it won't get the same kind of um critical viewing i mean now I, I mean now uh i guess like uh k-dramas are going through their own version of an anime kind of like you know mm -hmm. anime yeah. finding its way in the west situation so then like you see how much like korean programming has to kind of change its look and aesthetic to appeal to the broader western audience because squid game for instance, I wouldn't call a K drama. Yeah, like it's not. It doesn't have the tropes of what makes K dramas K dramas. Yeah, show with like made by Koreans with Koreans in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was um, so. Yeah, my partner Zenith, she gave me the uh, a bit of context to this in terms of you know the K drama world sort of wanting to be well, like sort of having its own kind of you know, patterns and tropes and how like characters move and the way the stories head and stuff. And a lot of um, like producers won't really um, bother unless it sort of fit the category. Cause they know like, you know, you do K dramas in that style, you know, the romances are all in this, in this kind of configuration that sells, right? Yeah. But um, for, you know, like the set, not sad sex, but like the, like, cooked people out there who want to tell a kind of like messed up story there's no real um, visibility so you know you have to turn outwards right yeah. and these writers will get their scripts knocked back knocked back knocked back yeah um until eventually someone at netflix goes actually you know this kind of slaps and now Whoa. all of a sudden i see squid oh, yeah. game everywhere hellbound everywhere and what what's the new one all of us are dead 
Oh, all of us are dead, but also Space Sweepers as well before that. Oh, yes. Because Space Sweepers felt incredibly like, it felt like it was a Ridley Scott directed Korean show. That's mad. And I do feel like as as cool as that is, it is like, there's always going to be that 50-50 of it being like, this is to showcase that the culture can be more diverse. Same with anime too. Like when anime has like more kind of like when it, has braver concepts even though i think anime has been pretty conceptual for a long time it has things that now like in today's climate like make have more appeal to the the western market it's still also this kind of thing as well where it's like at what point is that compromising people just accepting it for the way it is too and the cool thing is with at least with k-dramas and anime you have a lot of the western market who fall in love with the funny bits of it too that make it nuanced like that as well. So they get the quote-unquote Japanese or Korean sense of humor and drama and all that kind of thing, characterization and stuff in the cliche stuff, right? And it's nice that way as well, that it's like, well, this is just how we express ourselves kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. I like that Thailand and the Philippines are getting a bit of shine too. The Philippines had one of its first mainstream animations come out last year. It's like kind of like a, a modern like fantasy piece that's on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but a lot I'm, of my I'm only half Filipino, and my Filipino half is the worst Filipino ever. So I I don't I, I don't participate. Dude, Trice Trice was the name of the series, and Trice. yeah, T R E S E. It is a dark supernatural series based on like the modern criminal underworld. Yeah, with dark supernatural elements. Oh, and cool. uh, a lot of my fellow friends, when it dropped, uh, posted it like just at, like just proud of the fact that the Philippines had a Netflix animation uh, yeah, based, based in Manila, actually. Which <laughs> is really interesting. So yeah, like these things are becoming more and more. And uh, I think, yeah, I think it's really interesting to kind of discuss like cultural dynamics around them as it continues to get more like popularity at least Mm. in the west because we're so used to like the west being the house that frames everything and because we we all three of us grew up in that context even though came you know you are living with your family back in japan you grew up in north america and uh the uk for some time and Mm. you just get used to after a while these things being fed to you from that angle but i think now more than ever because of the availability of the online platforms you just go direct. So you feel like you're very much directly interacting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is the Crunchyroll Awards, though. And until Funimation comes and takes over, I guess that's our golden standard. Shout outs to Crunchyroll. It is uh, oh, a golden standard. Very interesting. Yeah. There are hey, some you're... words that need to be said to the people who are. <laughs> pick the final shortlist for nominees and also the definitions for some of these categories hey yo though tim at crunchyroll i know you're like based in like the states right now but you're a melbourne native shout out to us sometime all right (laughs) we have people that know your people we can get in touch do something with crunchyroll maybe a year down the line that'd be great but yeah but also yeah, doubt we just demonetized this <laughs> this pod like yeah. instantly. What happened? No, I think what did you joke about? I don't know. 
it was yeah we joked about something cooked and then <laughs> i was like all right oh about your, about your record about your record deal game oh yeah uh, true. Oh, about yeah. like drugs yeah there you go that's okay you guys can um support the podcast by way of a uh, potential and eventual patreon slash discord slash yeah. maybe twitch whatever whatever I'll we decide to be on discord. discord yes we'll have a discord at least um oh, yeah. but yeah moving on to our final stretch because we are at the end of the better half of an hour and a bit um comfy gamer chairs and really Ooh. this conversation is very siloed because only one of us has a legitimate gaming chair. And is it comfy though? Oh, okay. So while I was prepping for this app, I, I did some research on other comfy gaming chairs too. I what checked up on some reviews. What recommendations you got for the people to take us home? Oh, um, my one is a Thunder D is a Thunder uh, DX, I think. Yeah, Thunder, Thunder X3 um absolutely fantastic uh the fact that it reclines back far enough that i can like put my feet up and watch ideal i can also like sit it fully upright um and have the back of my head supported can you this is not a sponsored it? podcast can, can, can you yeah this is not a brand sponsored this podcast not brand sponsored. Hopefully one day you want to shout that brand out one more time luke just no, so we can... wait it's um it's from aerocall <laughs> Aero cool, the Thunder X3. I've got it in orange. <laughs> yeah, I've got it in the color orange. But um, I did some more research and I got very excited by the Onyx EV12 Evolution Edition gaming chair. Um, the, the red one looks exciting, vaguely, I guess, in the fact that it looks kind of like a ketchup packet from Macca's. In terms of the color scheme, I like that I, color scheme. I like that color scheme. It's it's yeah. kind of wild, um, but also seventies uh, burger diner with the red yeah, and white. Yeah, yeah, or like um, like a like a PC bum in Eastwood, which I walked past and got really sad that the FBI one is closed. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I was absolutely straight up Devo. There was so much Dota and League of Legends that I played in there. That's just dead now. Um, Yo, anyway. shout out to Dojo. Shout out, shout out to Dodo, by the way, and other fake anime that's on Netflix. Oh, you'll yeah, never make you'll never make the countdown, but you'll always be in the countdown of our hearts. That that will be an episode <laughs> of its own, I guess. Fake ass yeah. anime. Yeah, I'm ready. Fake, for that. fake anime. I don't know whether or not Ruby and Genlock go in there too. Are we'll we going to talk about um what what was that? What was that? The the Yasuke. Yes. Yeah. We will eventually, yeah. So okay. there'll be a future topic about like anime, non-anime. But yeah. let's talk oh, about yeah. now. So shout out that brand one more time. Oh, you, the one that I've got. Comment. My my actual chair is yeah. Aerocool. I got a Thunder X three. Thunder X three. That's going to be in the description. If you want to go and purchase that, it comes with a heavy recommendation from Luke. I am rocking myself an Office Works bum shit. And uh, that can be purchased at any office works in Australia where there are about like a thousand across yeah. the country. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can probably get like a, not same day delivery, but like a really rapid delivery. Yeah. And if you're lucky, they might assemble it for you. Yeah. But the yeah. office works delivery will actually cost more than the chair itself. 
just quietly. Yeah. Yeah. And Kami sits on the floor, which is pretty cheap. Uh, <laughs> it's a cheap alternative. The floor yeah. cushion. Yeah, How's that for watching shows? Yeah, how's that for watching shows? And uh, I love continue. the floor. Yeah, you know when I was in the UK, I would I and like we all like, you know my uh, we were at my friend's house and she had a table and everything, but I would sit on the floor and watch movies, watch Countdown. Oh, Countdown. Yeah. Yo, when's the Countdown episode? <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's coming. We're we talking about yeah. Watch Mojo. Am I out of it? Am I talking about yeah. Watch Mojo or my way out of it? No, nah, this is um. You it's know, a the UK show. It was so it was called Letters and Numbers here. Like it was on SBS. Okay, okay. It's like maths and letters games. Anyway, it's it, it's not quite the worst thing ever. Um, the no. only the only advantage um that the UK had is that they had celebrity like comedians. Yes, celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Um, eight out of ten cats does Countdown, Unreal. Good viewing. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Okay. Well, you'll have to tell like me on. I think it's an Asian thing. Because I remember my friend, I would sleep over at my friend's house. And she's Korean. And I would sleep in, in her bed. And she would, like, prefer to sleep on the bed, on the floor. You, on mean it's an, you, mean it, you mean it's an Asian thing within you living in the UK? Being an Asian thing? No, I think, no. But I, you know, but I, you know, in, like, like K-dramas and stuff as well, they all sleep on the floor. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like my friend yeah. would just, just, she would refuse to sleep in her bed, even if I wasn't there. She would just I refuse. do like, I do prefer to sit on the floor. So I, like when I'm watching like a movie or something, like I, I like the floor, but having said that, I don't know. The, um, the uh, Pacific Islander side of me likes to sit in something that's like really terrible for my back. So I like have oh, a yeah. cushion and like a hammock. Yeah. I like to lie like a tree sloth. And Luke knows that too because he's that brand of um, Asian Islander. I am, chic I'm as well. the same. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. hey, look. If there is, um, we have we have spent millennia perfecting technology that makes not doing stuff amazing. So, um, <laughs> my house is sort of like a shrine to couches um, and to different comfy chairs. There are many, there are some that recline. There are some that recline fully into beds. Um, yeah. Fantastic, wow. big fan. Um, some are massage capable wow. as well. Because there's no, econo- there's no economy in not just sleeping where you lay, right? Yeah. That's the reality of it. So we're shouting out the best gaming chairs. Top three from our perspectives is the Thunder. The Thunder X3 by Aerocool. Is- the Thunder X3 coming in at a hot one. Number two, the floor. And number three, perhaps a futon of some description. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a vague couch. Yeah. Even. Favorite oh, chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a couch behind me that I can sit on, literally. Even though we're going to have this lovely graphic for this episode of the podcast and future podcast, I feel like the picture for this, this episode should really just be like the hard cold floor with like no, no. it's me <laughs> yeah all right the graphic people. is literally just a picture of the floor <laughs> it's great yeah just the floor you you yeah. you, you, you overwork there drawing those characters you just draw the floor are we are we gonna go with the polka music for our intro I these are we'll this is find out in post 
Well, I'm going to have to cut this out now. <laughs> We're talking about post-production stuff. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the first episode of Best of Friendos podcast. Uh, quick fire round to say your goodbyes. What's weebin', people? For me this week, it's ramen noodles made out of cognac because I'm on a little bit of a diet cut. Luke, what's weebin'? Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just mentally processing what you just said. Hold on. <laughs> 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 ramen noodles and cognac oh i'm not you, I'm had, not to, even you had to have auntie's lobster today so close i'm not even close to stuff. that i'm i don't know i'm eating japanese food in like overpriced white neighborhoods <laughs> i guess that's where i'm at <laughs> oh what did i have i had natto today natto and salmon it should be not surprising that you're eating the most Japanese food considering you're in the country. But maybe not. Maybe you had Moss Burger. I don't know. Oh, but Moss Burger is the most Japanese. We really? You would say oh, yeah. that Moss Burger is the most Japanese food in Japan. I would say I mean, Lawson's is. <laughs> okay, yeah, Lawson's. Lawson's or the seven. Well, we can talk about that later. Thank you for listening to Best of Friendos episode yes. one. Yes, we did it. Thank so you. Long. Don't forget Thank to go you. buy Thunder XD and then tell them to give some of the money back <laughs> already, to us. We already that got would be fucking sick. Thunder X3. Thunder <laughs> <laughs> X3. going down the toilet. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys next time. Be good. Keep watching anime. Sick. Peace. <laughs> Maybe it's just